Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Yeah, here I am coming in hot. Hi, guys. It's Nikki. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome. Hey, Noah. Hey. Hi. Oh, my God. One of those mornings where you open your <laughs> eyes and you go, today's going to be a doozy. And uh, I can't wait to shut my eyes tonight. No, I can't wait. to. What time tonight is going to feel good? Oh, no times because, oh, no, that's not true. I like, I, so today's just like a, a busy day. Right after this, I have um, a fitting for the MTV Movie and TV Awards Unscripted, which is on uh, Monday night. Um, the 17th, set your DVRs. Um, and then right after that, I get into hair and makeup for Fallon. Uh, my ladies are coming over here to do that. And uh, I'm a little disappointed, though, because I just saw the all the commercial, like the promo shots for the, for the stuff that I, sh- I shot last Thursday, I think. And... 
a full day of just shooting and I look like a hot mess. Like my hair is crazy and my makeup is not good. And I was just saw the footage yesterday and I was just like, God, I look like I'm playing a character that's like on a reality show that's like drunk and like I looked like I was playing a character like my it was just a bad it's just a bad look. And um, and the question to myself first was like, how did I not see this? But the thing is, when you when you're in a makeup room and everything, it looks great. And then you get and the lights are all different when you get out there. And the camera angle is different than the angle you were looking at yourself in the mirror. And so you see this version of yourself when, and and then you're supposed, it's just too, I can't manage everything. I can't, cause then you go, you're sitting there and I should have asked the camera guy, can I see the shot? Which I did do, but my eyes are bad for, I can't sit in where I'm sitting and then look eight feet away at a little camera screen and see what it actually looks like when you're, would maybe watch it on your phone unless someone takes a picture, but then pictures aren't the same as video. So someone has to videotape the camera screen. So then show them and then it's just like, I just look terrible. And it might be because of, I just want to blame someone other than myself. But the truth is that I just didn't do my due diligence to like, I just expect people to be like, Hey, you don't look good. Like, or like, Hey, your hair, we could do better. Like with your hair. There's sometimes when like you're on set and someone's like, um, like everything shuts down and everyone like comes out to like fix whatever is going on with your hair or your makeup. And it becomes like this issue where like, everyone's like, it's her left hair. It's like the hair back there. And it's like, Oh no, that's just my hair. Or it's like, well, you have a spot here. And it's like, that's just my face. You know, like there's sometimes where you're like, nothing can fix it. But then there's other times where it's like, guys, I'm looking at this and it, I can't, I, I can't believe, I mean, I saw the, I saw the footage yesterday when we got off of zoom, you and I, and I sent you a screenshot. It's just like, that's not what I look like. It looked like I was, I agree. Just, it's just like, it was not a good look. And thank God it's, you know, the, the silver lining of this is I could be like, well, now all these commercials that are going out, I look terrible in and blah, 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 blah. But now I'm like, you know what? I could have looked that way for the actual awards, but now I'm like very, very dead set in, on fixing what happened. So I'm grateful that I looked like shit for those. And the girl that did my hair and makeup did a great job when I was looking in the mirror, but I wrote my stylist who do my, who have been, I worked with for like almost 10 years now and they like flew in and they're like, you know, LA based, they work in the industry. They work with models. Like they know, they know more than anyone what is cool, what's pretty, what's like, I trust them explicitly. They're the coolest girls I know, Danny and Emma. And I wrote them yesterday, like after I saw the shoot and I was like, guys, you, I know you didn't do my hair and makeup, but, and I know you don't insult hair and makeup. If, if it seems like I'm happy, but if you see me looking like this, you got to text me like, Hey, we need to fix this. Like, you don't need to be rude and be like, you don't need to like say anything to my face, but like, I can't look like this ever again on camera. And it's like, I was just like, I mean, it is my responsibility. At what point do I go? Like, I can't blame other people that I look bad. I just like, I but people who work with I? you on that capacity, someone has to step up and say it. All their job is to make me yeah. look hot and look good and look beautiful. 
it's i always know like if if i have a true friendship or if someone truly respects me if i have something in my teeth if they don't point it out and they let me walk around like that all day they're not my real friend or they don't really respect me i always i just say it like nonchalantly hey there's there's something in your teeth they're like or i'm just like go like this and then it's like i i would never want anyone that i care about to walk around with schmutz on their face yeah you've always been really good about like hey well maybe you want to do this like you'll you'll like very gently tell me like so you have a little makeup there like the way my makeup runs underneath my eyes Mm-hmm. No matter what, like my it transfers underneath, and by the end of the day, I just look like, you know, um, who's a girl with? They look like Alice Cooper by the end of the day, and no, no boys ever tell me ever. I guy friends will never tell you you have makeup all over your face, and then I'll go look in the mirror and I'm like, what the? F- how could you think this is how I want to look? Do you think I know that I look like this? I don't. Um, and Paris Hilton actually told me that she does a test where she will wear like a disgusting outfit and she's getting ready for friends and she'll like walk out and be like, do you guys think this is cute? The problem is Paris Hilton looks cute in literally any, yeah. anything. <laughs> and so her friends will be like, yeah, that's hot. And she's like, that's not a true friend. And she like, she tests them. And I just, I don't even need to do that because I just have so many times where I go, how could you let me look like this? I mean, it was the same reaction I had. This feels like the same way I, which is the very sad thing I used to feel, but I used to be so mad at my parents for having sex and making me because I'm so ugly. I used to tell my mom, like, how could you let this happen? Like you knew that there are some ugly people in your family that could maybe get through on your, in your DNA and you knew dad had some uggos in his history. Why would you two have sex and like possibly make something so ugly as me? And my mom would go, I remember she'd just be washing the dishes and go, you're fucking crazy. That's a crazy thing to say. And it's rude. Get out of here. Like she would be so mad at me and I'd just be like, but it's your responsibility. It's not my fault. I'm ugly. You and dad had a, a, like, it was just so sad. So I kind of feel that same way of like, Nikki, don't blame others. Like you can, I should just do my own makeup and then I have only myself to blame. It's like when you ask people to do a job and then they do it bad, you just have a reason to, but really it's your fault because you hired that person. You need to ask for what you want. Like, yes, talking about this, like don't wait for people to give you what you want. You have to ask, like you can't assume like sometimes people are like, like if you order at a restaurant and you're like, um, and I want that salad with no cheese cause I'm vegan. And then this, the salad comes and let's say it has chicken on it. And it's like, well, this person, you said vegan, but you didn't explicitly say no chicken and cheese. You said no cheese. It's like, but I didn't know there was chicken on it. And I said vegan. It's like, people can't read your mind. I recently disappointed someone in my life who's like very angry with me because I, I let them down and has every right to feel that way. Uh, based on how they're feeling because you feel how you feel. And I, d- I do feel like I could have been better at communicating. But it's also like, I hate the thing when you disappoint someone and they've been like watching you disappoint them over and over and never said anything. Like they've just been waiting for you to disappoint them and they go, yes, you disappointed me as opposed to getting ahead of it and being like, hey, um, 
I'm like waiting for you to disappoint me. Like, is it, are you going to, or like, what's the deal? <laughs> like we were saying. Yeah. Or giving you the tools to not disappoint them. And it's what do you mean by that? Mind. Like, for example, if for you communicate something to a friend or partner in a tone that is not gentle enough, maybe they can let you know that it's the tone that's bothering them, not what you're saying. Right. You know, just, just kind of giving guidelines. Last night, Andrew and I got into the one of the biggest fights of our friendship. It was so fucking bad because Emil is here and it really felt like he was our son. It was like late at night. We got back from I was working at the comedy store till late. We got back here and almost instantly we started fighting. And it was he said the very same thing. He's like, it's your tone. And that bothered me because I'm like. No, it's what I'm saying. Like, you can say it's the tone, but it's what I'm saying is triggering something and it's making you get really defensive because if if you didn't, if what I brought up wasn't a problem, which I didn't think it was, and it wasn't something you wanted to not talk about, it we wouldn't be exploding like this. And then it turned into, well, I wouldn't be exploding like this if the thing that I brought up wasn't so contentious for me too. And like, what am I bringing to it? So we fought, like we argued like did Emil uh, run into his room and slam the door Emil was literally sitting at the tape kitchen table <laughs> with us and we were sitting like it's a round kitchen table like a basic kitchen table Emil is sitting on one side and we are across from each other just and Emil's just sitting silently and then we finally made up like we came full circle but it took like a half hour and then we were all laughing but Emil was seriously like I gotta go to bed like and he's he always like stays up late he's like I'm going to bed like it was it's so uncomfortable. And, but when I'm in it, I can't stop fighting. But that's not how I want to be. But then we got to the end of it. And now we're like better friends than ever. And I woke up this morning and we like went through. Oh, we're going to go through my Raya on on air. Like my Raya matches. Because I just got a new batch. But we just had Andrew and I had a great morning. We really are like a married couple who just like fought all night. Like had a big fight. And our makeup sex is him getting me Advil this morning when I had a headache. And us eating oatmeal in the pianist hair. And the podcast. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Andrew, I was just talking about you. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we are so much better this morning than last night. Yeah. I was I'm, just saying we're such a married couple that like got into one of the biggest fights of our relationship <laughs> last night in front of our son, Emil. <laughs> and then we went to our separate bedrooms. I no, go, we made up uh, before we went to bed, though. So that was a good thing. We didn't go to bed angry. At one point, I go to Emil. I go, do you want to say anything, Emil? He goes, I'm staying out of this. I don't want to talk. <laughs> it was so bad. But it started because of uh, you sensed my tone. 
And I was annoyed that you got because uh, we were just talking about like confronting stuff or like getting into fights with people because I was talking about just like you know, and she was saying that like sometimes people's tone is what's the problem and i was like and that really bugged that was a hard part of last night for me it was like it's your tone and i'm like well i can't i don't know what that means and i think you're putting tone on it because you like the way we hear things has a tone do you know what i mean like the way the way our brain and the what we're coming to the subject that the person is bringing up although their tone is has a part to play and i did have a tone like you also heard a tone you're putting stuff on it because of the and then, then that's when we were able to like break through because you were like, I'm like, I think you're putting stuff on this because you're coming, you're insecure, you're feeling weird about this. And then you were like, I think you're feeling weird about, th-. and I was like, yeah, you're right, actually. And then we both realized we were bringing other shit to it that was based on fear. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, all of our issues I mean, with each okay. other come it's from. Good, honestly, I love fighting. Yeah, I mean, we really are good at it. I was way better at it than I've ever imagined. Like my parents did it for years. I guess I picked up some stuff on like uh, subconsciously or uh, through osmosis. They say we, we never got to screaming, but it was. It was close. It, it was, was very really stern talking, but yeah. it was it was. Um, I think it was very healthy. I went to sleep. There was part of me where, like, I thought, you know what? Every good duo has, like, Shaq and Kobe. They would go at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, every, like, good duo to get the best out of each other. Yeah. They go at it. But I've never been that kind of person. If anything, mm. I've been a person that if that was the case, I would have went to my room angry. And yeah. I would have resented you for a long time. Well, and it, 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 it happened because you did that the, the past three times that I brought up the thing that finally led to Mount oh, Vesuvius yeah. happening. <laughs> Because that's the thing. It's like, you were like, but it's not the first time you said it. And I go, well, this is the first time of hearing that you're upset that I said it. And that was part of it, too. But now. But here's the thing. If it if doesn't you, reach the, that. If I don't mention that. anything the first time, maybe I'm thinking, oh, it won't happen. Yes, again. I get that. I don't mean to use that as an excuse of like, don't be pussy, speak up. But it's like <laughs> the, it it does like lead to that. Like the first you could just, you know. Yeah. I mean. I can do a lot better, but I went to bed be like feeling pretty good. Yeah, I did too. And I, I think we're always better. I mean, look, it, once a month, we're going to go at it. We're going to put on the gloves and we're going to knock each other around a little bit and we're going to be better for it. And I, and I love it. And I only want the best for you. And I really do feel like you want the best do for me. Do you ever so. feel like you could say something to me and I'd be like, fuck you, get out of my life. Like, um, is there a part of you that thinks yeah. that I'll do that? Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Cause last night I was like, I wonder if he thinks like there's anything he could say to me during a fight that would make me go like we're done. And the truth is there. I, I don't think you're capable of saying the type of thing. And if you did, I would just be like, you mean to say that I could you so hard last I was, night. That made me oh, actually I know that really, really angry. Was... Someone else called me "cuh." Like people are writing "cuh" <laughs> on things that we do that aren't "cuh." Well, sometimes we are "cuh," and last night I kind of got you for being "cuh." <laughs> I wanted I... it's the ultimate. You can't oh argue God, against that's it. That's the thing. It's like in high school, me and my friends. If my friends are listening from high school, girls, think of how much we like got. We would "cuh" guys that we wanted that like just were like felt safe around us and we'd go you're being cut and they'd be like what does that even mean and they would they would hate it so much to be like wait can i be un am i always cut or it's it's like we're like you're pretty much always gonna be cut you're just a cut and they'd be like no i'm not i don't even know what it means and we would torture guys with it and so last night cutting you felt like oh i wanted to kill you i wanted to kill you yeah Um, um 
Yeah, no, but to back to that thing is like I literally back had a moment up. in my head where I go, I go, uh, she's gonna tomorrow morning or like at some point in our relationship, you're gonna go look. We had a, I just I don't think that you're right for the show anymore, and I don't think you're right for my life. I think whatever, and I was gonna go in my head. I go, you know, we had a good run, Nick, and I'm I'm still gonna be okay. And like I like played this whole thing. <laughs> it's just like not gonna happen i know that maybe you need that to happen no no i don't i don't please though but i promise you i I liked our fight last night because it felt equal i didn't feel like i was like no you respect when people stand up for themselves and i rarely do it and i think i did it yeah do it all the time like because i always think i'm right whether you stand up for yourself or not so like (laughs) it's not gonna change and a lot of times i do admit i'm wrong once you have a good point um, but you're an, you're a master at debate. You're a master at observation. You're a master at all these things. So you got. I'm pretty good, I guess. You're good, but, but I'm nowhere near your level of Thanks. of. But I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> being a master of debate and of observation and being able to go, I know what you're thinking when you're doing this thing. It's a little shady thing that you do. It's exhausting. It, it oh, it's it's exhausting. It's uh, exhausting for your brain. Exhausting. Too. Um, I uh oh, egg, fashion egg or something. Fashion egg. Fashion egg. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Every time we, so I love doing Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift does Easter eggs for her oh, fans. There you go. Where it's like she has little clues and things she says that like later you find out. Oh, it was the date of the album release. And Andrew never knows what to say when I do them because sometimes I do little ones and fashion eggs. <laughs> Why fashion? I mean, I kind of said it to be funny, but then I also didn't know the word. Because the first thing you think is funniest, I learned that from Leslie Jones. Last night. I ran into Leslie Jones at the comedy store. She's doing the she's doing the MTV movie and TV awards not unscripted on Sunday Night Live, and then I'm doing Monday that's taped on Thursday. Not a big deal. You're just on the a biggest, live feed on the like biggest, Napster. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest celebrity of mine is like Ray J. I'm not joking you, you guys. Ray it's J, just his penis in the audience, I heard. It's Ray J and uh, Heidi Klum might like walk in the building to pick up an award. Um, but at hers, it's like, and I was talking to her about her like preparing for it. And it's like. It's just night and day compared to what I've had to do, which I'm grateful because I'm so busy. I don't want to have to shoot a million things. But um, she was like, she was like, if you start bombing or whatever, because we were talking about like how these crowds can be pretty rough. These industry crowds um, that are just there, like agents just sitting there, like not wanting to laugh because they're worried that they'll get canceled. I don't even know. But um, she was like, just just when you just do crowd work and she doesn't know that I don't do crowd work. So she was like, just do what you do. Do crowd work. If you like do what you do, I'm like, you've never seen my act, but that's fine. I don't expect you, but she expects like me as a seasoned comic to do crowd work, but she doesn't know I don't do it. And I would be good at it if I did it. Um, yeah, you would, but I just don't do it. But she was like, and I liked what she said. She goes, just always say the first thing you think about someone. And I'm like, well, Tony Hinchcliffe did that and it didn't work out for him a couple nights ago. But Easter uh, fashion egg. <laughs> well, what's his name said to me? This guy. Because sometimes the first thing you think is like the worst thing. So maybe you don't want to say that. But she was like, and she goes, the first thought you have is always, it's funny because when you're in like a 12 step program, they're like always the first thought, like your first instinct of like, I want to do drugs is like, 
ignore that like wait for god to talk and she was like no with comedy your first thought is god talking it's like just listen and just say that because usually the first thing you think about someone like insult wise comedy wise is the funniest unless it's uh, a horrible racial slur that <laughs> yeah that Tony Hinchcliffe said but, but I do feel like like in improv they sometimes say the funniest thing is actually not A to B but it's the C thought like go to the next thought you know don't think is like that yeah, motto for don't think but also say the third thought like it's so stupid yeah. but um, last night I did a, a comedy for the first time in like six months and uh, I, I was talking to this other comic and we were like talking about like when a comic brings you up and it's actually like so hurtful or funny like you can't follow their introduction of you and we're and he's like looks at me and he's like yeah you're like you know jeremy piven like made no money and i was like what what why are you doing what oh they were just giving an example like if he was like like if i were to bring you up it'd be like if jeremy piven yeah something like jeremy piven was like a like i don't know poor piece of shit or close enough to women to assault them (laughs) and i was like dude this actually like Good job. Like, yeah. Now I got to go on stage. Now I have to feel that way. Homeless. Because we hear home. so many bad things about Jeremy Piven. So yeah. Like, to, to not even be able to be Jeremy Piven. <laughs> even though it's a piece of shit. Let's quickly go through my ride. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, we were eating oatmeal a couple, uh, like a half hour ago. And we I was about to go through my Raya matches. And then Andrew was like, let's save it. So, okay. I'm in LA. And so there's like more LA choices. Um, This guy, he's see. in San Francisco too far white dude that um I mean, he does a lot of okay he's on top of a mountain these guys just do too many like sports oh there's like a he's not bad but sam it, Fran, just, it's just not gonna happen no it's not gonna happen um what a long shirt oslo norway like, and that is a nightgown of a shirt uh, i mean he's a hot man he, he pulls it off shirt in every picture yeah he does yeah he, this guy just thinks he's hot and he knows that oh this guy's this guy um, looks he has like a beer. he was in a frat and he never grew up. Uh, yeah, this guy's a... And these guys sometimes try to be funny. He has like a picture of Will Smith on his profile. And it's just like, why? Oh, he's cute. He is cute. He's tall, good hair, shows an old iPod. He I definitely kinda, is someone that... Yeah, check him out. I like I him. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, this guy. This guy's cute. He's an artist. What does that mean? He's like an artist surfer. They no, always are. not going to be into that guy. Okay, let's keep going. This guy, um, he's at a rave of some sort. I already don't like his eyes. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Wait, wait, why? He just has psycho eyes that you'd end up in in a ditch. <laughs> and he has like a bunch of like, yeah, they're all doing this cool thing. Leonardo DiCaprio on um, the, you know, what's it called? Yeah, uh, don't put a picture up. Of the one where he, Leo's pointing at the TV. It's like a meme. It's like, don't. He thinks he looks like Leo. That's the thing. Oh, you look so like a horrible he, Leo. The worst version of Leo. Um, this guy, I mean, he's great, great eyebrows. He's a DJ. He's a model. He looks very European. He's very like, sexy. He'd be fun to fuck. His name oh, is he's John in Sweden. John. Oh, he's in Sweden. Yeah, that's bye bye, John John. This guy is in a Gap ad. Do you think that's true? I guess. Is it model for Gap? No. Oh, let's see what his name is. Oh, okay. Some kind of, he's on some kind of panel one time, and he has a picture of it. Oh, he's teaching his nephew, nephew how to basketball. play basketball. That Ugh. kid can't even shoot yet. oh this guy is no i mean everyone's so this guy's handsome this This guy looks like bachelor he does he looks like he's on uh the next season of love island he has like his shirt unbuttoned down to his sternum i hate this guy he's so attractive 
He's very pretty. He looks I like, mean, this guy's wildly attractive. No, no, I'm not into this. Really? He's in, he's in Sydney, Australia. I can't <sighs> take someone in Sydney. No. Michael, no. This guy, Bye. I hate these guys that look at the camera and go like, ooh, like do selfies where they're like, oh, I'm confused. Like, is this a camera? It's like, oh, Look, his, they're his all putting nice. in pictures of things not themselves because like, one other guy did it. Yeah, the- he has like pictures of, of paint swatches. It's like, and I saw, uh, I was scoping on here. There's like, because you can see the girls in your hood. Ew, no, 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 no. Actually. I mean, he's an attractive man. He's driving a motorcycle in in a surf. Like he's on the ocean driving a motorcycle. I can't he's do so it. He's so It's ke. I mean, he seems like a nice guy and someone mm. you'd want to give you a, to- like take you on a scuba diving tour, but that's not my husband. Um, not this no. guy. Definitely not. He is depressed. And no. Wants to start a podcast. No, not Fine. that guy. God, there's no one. No. 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 Uh, no. Not terrible. Oh, not uh, terrible. Not bad. Okay, this guy's in Venice. Oh, I like this guy. Uh, yeah, he's got a. This guy has a small mouth. This is a small mouth. But look at how small his mouth is. I don't think chin. it's that. Oh, we keep going. That keep is going. a small little mouth. That's a small mouth bass. <laughs> Yeah, that's a small mouth. Does he have? He a has large, a big chin. Big chin, small mouth. I mean, I don't hate it, and he got he has a good smile. Yeah, he's. I like I'll this guy. guy. He has a good vibe. Okay, no, I still haven't matched with anyone. No. Okay. No. Okay, and now we're out. Okay, so we'll let you know if I matched with any of those people I just went through. Let's get to the news. What's better, small mouth, big chin, big mouth, little chin? Uh small mouth, big chin. And that's a new country band. <laughs> <laughs> I got a girl crush. You heard it here first. Yeah, you, hey, you heard it here first. Hey, you heard it here first, folks. Hey, I hope you're having a fun time out there. I know it's the hump day, which is sometimes the best day, if you know what I mean, if you're putting your genitals together. And I hope <laughs> all the swells are out there for everybody. And I promise you merch will be coming soon with those words on it. Who knows? One day. Okay, so the first headline, you're going to love this. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, says fear of being canceled has led to boring films and TV shows. He went on a Twitter tirade the other day and said, we are getting boring stuff because people are afraid of getting canceled. We're getting boring stuff and not even experimental mistakes. Now, I don't know if he's talking about being canceled in the sense of your show being canceled or public opinion. I think he's talking about public opinion canceled. You think? Yeah, like the yeah, it's like making things safe because people are so scared to offend. I agree somewhat. And that's the thing, it's like people are like, Then where does it end? And it's like, Well, it can end with the N word and the any kind of racial slur. We can just say, Don't do that. How about that? Yeah. And then it's like, Well, what if you do a joke based on a stereotype? Like, uh you know, is is that bad? And it's like, Yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's bad, but let's not do racial slurs. Maybe we just draw the line at that. I mean, Atlanta. Have you seen Atlanta? Atlanta, it really, so it is fantastic. I mean, part of this is a little good to me because whenever anyone comes out like this, essentially they're saying what I'm doing is great and, and I'm pushing the limits. Yeah. Why are you not? Yeah. That's how it feels to me a little, but he kind of comes through a lot, this guy. Like, yeah. He really is impressively talented. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what? I'm saying something at the in my monologue for the MTV things that's like people are gonna react to like groan because they're gonna think it's like fat shaming, and yeah. I just don't care. I don't care that I'm gonna have a bunch of people, a bunch of skinny people going, "You're fat shaming," because I don't think it'll be fat people that are gonna be upset with the joke. The title of the show is fat shaming. 
the, I mean, the title of the show is that I'm making fun of is yeah. literally the most fat shaming title ever. Yeah. yeah I so mean, it's, it, but that's the thing is like intellectual people that are smart can understand jokes and irony and people that are stupid just hear a word and they can't. I mean, there is something about, you know, him being that. a black man, Donald Glover, and saying stuff like this and people listen more. Like if a white guy is like, we're not making shows anymore, that's un- <laughs> like that, that you're going to be can't. Yeah. No one wants to hear that right now. I sometimes think like maybe I I could say like the most like controversial stuff, but have a black friend that says it for me, and I just I'm a ghostwriter for for him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I let him do do it all for me. Right, and I get to say everything I want. But I feel like you don't (laughs) hold back saying what you want to say. Yeah, I'm not like Like, here biting my lip to say like racist or homophobic things censored yet. I mean, there have been times in TV where I've been like, they don't want to do that joke. Like, they can't do that joke. Are you serious? And it's it's usually not a racial thing or a thing of canceled. It's usually like, um, that's really mean about us as a network. And I'm like, well, you got to make fun of yourself as a network. And if you don't, they're like, we like when you make fun of yourself. Oh, you like me more when I make fun of myself? Do you realize that as a network, people might like you more if you make fun of yourself? Do you think that might translate to you? And it's so funny because whenever I've done the Comedy Central roast, I literally have done it three times. And every single time I've had the joke in my set that says Comedy Central has been so cool. They let us and like they really are like you can say anything you want. All we ask is you just don't say the N word Netflix. And it was just a joke about like Comedy Central's threatened by Netflix. Right. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me do the joke. Not because of the N word. Or like not because yeah, of the illusion, yeah. but because of Netflix. And it's like, do you think people are going to forget about Netflix if I don't remind them? And Natasha Legero wrote that joke for me years ago. She was like, I was going to do the roast and I thought of this joke and I was, you can have it if you want. I was like, I will. And then I tried to put it in a roast two or three times. And I always said it at the live shows. I've done that joke and they always cut it. And it's a great joke, but they won't make fun of themselves. Well, Netflix like, never wants you to say the C word, you know. Yeah. Cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they actually, they're actually a little. Yeah, they actually. You can make fun of Comedy explicit. Central all you want. Yeah, they're like, don't who? say cunt. We're buying them. Um, um, what we're do you? Swallowing but like, them tomorrow. I, I think maybe like an example of something that's like outside of like race and stuff like that is like a movie like Lolita being made today. Like, like, mm. like. A story like that, you know what I mean? That really like dives into like a love for a fit, like or like any kind of like. But if it glorifies it, and with these disgusting men like writing out their fantasies of like yeah fucking a fifteen year old, like I don't know, I don't. We've have enough of that. We I don't want to see that. But if it's a a movie about you know child molestation, bring it on. I mean, no one's shying away from that shit. I feel like you could do documentaries about anything, but a fictional movie about something that happened in a documentary wouldn't be cool. I feel like in fiction you can do everything. But that but that goes No, but I mean like I'm just saying they can. There are men making movies about like fucking children probably. It's currently because that's all they all want to do. It's, it's disgusting. It's so absurd too when you Pedophilia think about rampant, how long it takes to get a movie made, I know, how many how script rewrites? <laughs> well, not when you're Louis C.K. and you write a movie where you get to like your girlfriend gets to be 17 or whatever. His last movie that no one saw. Apparently, it's just like really hard I to that watch. Was a documentary. What? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like in it, he like is courting this really young girl, and it's just like very Woody Allen esque of like 
having this thing. I mean, I've cast people in things I've written before. Like when I was in like 2008, I cast Ben Glebe in this little like th- short thing because I wrote this thing where I get to make out with someone. I was like, oh, I kind of want to make out with Ben Glebe. So I was kind of a creep in doing that. But he's also a good actor and it worked out. And but he's like, your age. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I do think, I guess, you know, I'm not going to speak for but When Louis. Ben Affleck cast Emily oh. Ratajkowski in Gone Girl, he wanted to suck those titties. I'm sorry. She's a good actress. And I don't mean to, she was amazing in that. But I just, my thought, and maybe I'm wrong, is that he made that casting choice because he got to cast whoever he's, he wanted for this yeah, scene. He's where he in the Robin Thicke video. That yeah. everyone else And then did. in and the scene, he's sucking her tits. It's like, did he need to do that in that scene? Couldn't they have just like made out and maybe like. Yeah. And I'm glad. I mean, like it, maybe it was for the scene. I, I don't want to get in trouble of saying like she was only cast for that. But I just see sometimes I see. And that's that's ever, I mean, directors do that all the time of like, I just want to be around this girl or I just want to be around this guy. So I'm going to. And it doesn't mean that they're not talented, but I just think. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, I feel like. Louis' excuse for something like that would be like, no, but I'm being self-deprecating about how old and disgusting I am by showing like a younger yes. hot person next to me who doesn't really want anything to do with me, but I but have to also, woe her with my talent. That's also what he gets off on. Yeah. It's like having girls obviously be go, oh, you're jerking off. Like he likes... Being a there's, monster. I'm not even kink shaming. Like that yeah. could be a thing that you can pay people to be like, can you, there's this one guy that just wants me to ridicule him on Raya. That's like, I just really get off on the idea of you like talking about how like small my dick is on stage. And it's like, that's a fetish for some people. It doesn't mean it's wrong. I have nothing. I would actually enjoy like fulfilling that dream for you. And I'm not <laughs> someone who it hasn't had booked people on my show because I wanted to meet them and see if there's chemistry. So I'm not someone who's like, not being driven by my sexual desires as well, but I just, I'm all I'm saying is I see it when it happens. Look, I see you next story. I mean, it is why you hired me as a dog walk. <laughs> yeah, I want you to fuck my dogs. <laughs> Luigi was into you. I wonder, I would, yeah, I don't think I could fuck Marion. No, Luigi it. would just like, oh, I don't even want to think about uh, it. I mean, passionate for no, sure. No, Luigi would be scared. No, no, he's uncomfortable with me. It's been years. No. I would be soft. God, sometimes Andrew like makes out with Luigi. Like, we'll just pretend to be like making out nose. with him, but he doesn't really like lick him. But sometimes he'll be like, uh, uh, like, and, and I go, Andrew, that's not even funny, and he won't stop doing it. It's so disturbing. He's well, not touching Luigi, by the way. Dog lovers out there, he's not like doing anything no it's fine you could just tell everyone right now that i <laughs> make out and fuck your dog Wait, it's cool luigi's asshole this is a funny story it's luigi's beautiful. asshole oh. is always showing it's like a little brown asshole you know and my nephew arlo when he was a baby oh. like they love babies love buttons like he just learned how to press buttons and he thought luigi's asshole was a button inserted his whole finger in it trying to push luigi on and my nephew my my brother-in-law told me that he, was, he goes it's like when arlo pushed luigi's butthole and i was like wait what he's like because luigi lived with them for a while and arlo was like trying to turn the dog off by pushing <laughs> what did luigi do i mean i'm sure he just took it luigi just takes it as you know next story that's true i'm a little jealous okay a woman had a fake funeral for her ex-boyfriend so the mistress thinks he's dead how okay? So this woman, <laughs> this woman found out she was pregnant. Her boyfriend was cheating. 
Uh-huh. The girl reached out. She told the girl that he died, and the girl fell for it How somehow, this is and has made weird. like Facebook posts like, "What could I have done differently? I miss him." Like she writes tributes to him all the time, and she's like keeps doubling down on the fact that he's dead. How'd this get out? She made a TikTok video of it where she confessed that her ex has been in jail, but she told his mistress, "Oh." I okay, didn't that, know that this. helps. He's yeah. in jail. Sorry. So he was in jail. I missed that when I read it. So he's in jail. So that's, I guess, why she can't get in touch with him. And so she's like, he's dead, bitch. Yeah. Move on. What a great move. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I mean, it's crazy. And these people are all not that smart. But, you know, um, do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the issue is probably not the woman that she's trying to keep away from her. Yeah, it's Man. probably the guy in jail that cheated on his wife. Yeah, what or do you think about that? Pregnant. Do you think that uh, it takes two to tango when, uh, let's say, uh, let's say a guy's in a relationship as a girlfriend? <laughs> well, let's say um, ch- cheats, and then uh, do we blame? Who do we blame? Well, I think in today's culture, a lot of times we say, "Oh no, just blame the guy or the girl that's yeah, doing the cheating." Yep, yep. But the, yeah, the other person. Was I guess it, it would have just been someone else if it wasn't that Here's person. the thing. I think if you knew the girlfriend and the boyfriend together, like you were friends with both of them, yeah. that's a different situation. If mm-hmm. you never met the other person, you have literally nothing in common with them, or like nothing, then it's less on you. Right. That still being said, you. it still could be on that person. That's, that, sometimes that's you because go, it does. Uh, if he's going to do it, like you go... There, there's two arguments here because sometimes you go this guy's uh, listen I, he's gonna keep doing it. he's done it to this girl before I have uh, if he's doing it with me he's probably done it before or I have proof he's done it before what, well, based on what he says but he's probably a liar so who can really trust but then you go okay if it's not me it's someone else I've done that before yeah I once got like fingered by a married guy and I was like this guy just keeps giving me vibes and I'm like I, I, he doesn't talk about his wife he's like it doesn't seem like and then my friend was like, oh, he cheats all the time. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll let him finger me. Like, it, I was just one of men. I'm not like, I'm not going to be the one that breaks up his family is how I convinced myself. Like, mm-hmm. if he does it all the time. And I didn't do anything else. I didn't even acknowledge his penis. Like, I made a point. Not that that's like a point of pride, but I was just like, he's not going to get anything, this cheating piece of shit, but I'll, I'll get fingered. And did I feel guilty? No. And maybe, should I? Maybe, yeah. He's divorced now and like in a relationship. Did he take he his wedding ring on. off to put it in you? No, it, it made his finger a little bit more bulky. <laughs> the blood said, flow. <laughs> it fell off inside me. No. That was when I was very young. I would never fuck around with a married I, I man. I hooked up with one married woman in Vegas. No. kind of crazy. I was so fucking... I went to one of these day pools that are adult day pools, so girls go topless. Mm-hmm. And I was like really jacked back then. I was like shaving my chest, and I put the bikini like the woman's bikini on, on yeah. and everyone's like, huh, that was, that was my stand-up back then. Yeah. I was putting a woman's bikini on. Oh, and then I looked around and every guy copied me. I was like, fuck you, I'm the man. Bro. Wait, did you, so she went topless? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so funny. then I went out that night, didn't hook up with her, didn't know she was married, and then the next morning she wrote me and I was so hungover and I went over to her hotel room and I was like, I just need to shower. And I just showered and then I walked out and just fucked her. Wow. And then and she when like. Did she find out, when did you find out she was married? When her when I came. <laughs> I'm married, and I was like, who? No, um, I think I found out before she. But 
Yeah, we always convince ourselves we didn't know. Yeah. But it's like... And it felt these, bad, but then I'm she not, texted me again, and then I, like, obviously I'm cut sorry. it off. It's but. just, like, I... Uh, I talk about this a lot with people of like, but the the girlfriend thing. Yeah. If you don't know them, it's not still not right. But if you're under the impression that this happens all the time and that they're not happy in the relationship and all these things, like you can convince yourself, okay, I'll do it. But do, does the other, the other woman or the other man have a part to play? Shh. Yes. Yes. And you have responsibility to like ha- admit that you did something a little not right either. Maybe it's not as wrong as the person who chose to cheat. The it's problem like, is, is if the person has a family or if the per the like they don't they'll they'll fucking hate you. Like you're gonna get hated. Like you're not gonna please everyone. Like it's yeah, not you like, don't expect you, to be a part of the children's lives whose family or or do well, because that happened. you happened to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your dad married the married one he the cheated. person that he cheated with, and part oh, of it God. was he did that because he wanted to prove that their love was real and that he didn't just cheat to cheat. Like mm-hmm. he cheated because he loved this woman, and let's you know make it official with the yeah. government. I remember we went bowling. That was the first time we ever met. How Florida is that? We all went bowling. And you together. knew she was the woman that you've been cheating. Yeah, and oh, she brought her own ball, and I was like, "Who is this woman? Like, she can't do anything right." <laughs> A woman that I mean, if she didn't bring her own ball you'd be like that fucking whore that took yeah. my that hurt my mom it was weird that my mom's face was on the ball and uh, i was like really you're gonna hit you, the pins with that were you more mad at your dad or your mom or the girl when you were a kid and was your mom more mad at your dad or the woman oh or dude equally? my mom fucking hated her i mean she still does wait I andrew mean, though i don't know because like i don't remember how old you were but do you remember what your parents relationship was like Prior, prior to your dad cheating, I'm sure no, it was not a harmonious no. relationship. They fought, and then for so I, like I was telling we were t- I was talking to my brothers about it. I go, I don't remember one time we were all happy as a family, and they were, and I got they got divorced when I was 13. So that's 12 years of like I don't honestly remember us all laughing together as a family. I'm I really try to remember it, you know, and I can't. I just think they were just, they hated each other so right. much. For like a year and a half, they fought every single day. Like it's me and Nikki really... did last night. Like every day, though. Imagine if we did that every day. No, I know. I grew up in a family that did. That's why I learned What those would you skills. do? Would you talk or would you just go to your room? I would go, stop fighting. And they go, we're not fighting. You, you shut up. This isn't, you're not a part of this. Oh. You shut up. Nikki, you stay out of this. God damn it. Everyone's always ganging up on me. I'm going to the store. Fuck you. And then slam the door and wouldn't come back for hours. And then when she did, it would be. She'd come back fine. with thrift store clothes and then she'd sell it. We're not going to talk about anything. It would be very like, I, I would say I would, I, my first stand up joke literally ever was that, um, when I used to, my parents used to fight. And when I would say, stop fighting. Cause I remember thinking this, they would go, we're not, we're not fighting. We're having a discussion. And I go, well, when we have a discussion in my, fifth grade class about the you know the a tree grows in brooklyn or whatever the fuck you read in fifth grade um my 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 teacher doesn't throw a remote across the room and say (laughs) fuck you to our class and then leave to go pick up chinese food that you never come back with and you hit a mailbox (laughs) on your way out because you're speeding away so angrily and you hit reverse when you really want to go and drive that's not what happens in the discussions 
Dude, that is like so. That I, was like my first time. I remember you're thinking hitting that on being a nerve like, so much go, with me. I remember as a kid doing like thinking of Santa, but being like, it's funny that she says discussions when like classroom discussions are never. I was like formulating, but that was like my first thing I ever wrote. Dude, my dad, he doesn't know to t- like how loud his voice is oh. when he yells, and he, his he like yell talks. And I never yell talk like, you know, me like I rarely raise my voice ever. And I remember one time he was yell talking at me and I finally like when you hold it in for so long, I finally like yelled back and he was just like, why are you yelling? I go, you've been yelling my whole fucking life. No one like, how have tone. you? Yeah. That's the tone. The tone No thing. one knows yeah. tone. Pe- but that's maybe why that's you why I'm record. so sensitive to it. That's why you have to record people and go, this is what you sounded like. Like, I've recorded my parents fighting before and I won't play it for them because I know they'll get so upset and run and they'll just swarm out of the room and won't listen. But if they knew what they sounded like, and me too, I've heard myself on podcasts where I'm already, no one being recorded <laughs> and I'm, I'm accountable and I still behave in ways that are like really embarrassing. So, you know, we're all capable of it. And my parents have gotten a lot better because I don't live with them. Um, Let's go to why do I care? So I don't hear it as much. Why do I care? All right. So Taylor Swift channeled her 1989 era with a bedazzled matching set. She becomes the first woman to win the Brit Award for Global Icon. Oh, my God. Taylor dished her cardigans and went back to her matching reminiscence set of her Just let me take this from here. Okay, so. You know who she is? Images surfaced last night of Taylor Swift. She looks stunning. She is, everyone on on the Swifty subreddit is commenting that she is, for Swifties out there, this is a 1989 outfit with some red album hair and lipstick and vibes and the confidence of folklore slash evermore and it is a look this is a gr- i mean she looks stunning you should see the whole thing i mean i i screenshotted so many things because this is what i want to look like for you know the DB awards you know we're coming out of covid when people start dressing really hot again because it's like you can't look too sexy when everyone's dying yeah taylor always reads <laughs> takes the pulse of the room like she was wearing you should have seen what she wore to the ACMA Taylor Swift 2020. Your boy's going to start wearing really hot Look short this. shorts. Look, okay, go to that first picture. <laughs> that one, perfect. That, yeah, compared to that. Yeah, She's wearing yeah. some pleated um, high-waisted pants with a mock turtleneck, her hair up um, in a messy lower bun. <laughs> I mean, she looks fantastic. Look at that butt. I mean, and like, she was wearing a whole Selma McCartney outfit. She looked amazing, but now she's back to like sexy like stomach showing. Um, oh, what did she say? We live in a world. Hold on. What did ta- Oh, by the way, you guys, there's a deep fake I put on Instagram yesterday of Taylor. So good. And um, I ended up putting out three albums instead. So making folklore and evermore was one of the most unique, cathartic, extraordinary experiences I've ever had. I would love the opportunity to thank the amazing creative people that I made those albums with. Okay. I, I know that. Oh my God. I love her so much. I like seeing those pictures last. It's, 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 I'm, I think I'm kind of, a. I mean, I think I'm kind of in love with Taylor Swift. You're obsessed. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's an obsession. What's wrong? I don't know. You had the same obsession for the Counting Crows guy, but it's like. Yeah. Or Dave Matthews back in the day. I'm doing Fallon today and I'm talking about Dave Matthews and I'm really trying to work out the bit. <laughs> I mean, you got to You, I mean, no, so, I want to do a bit about, I mean, you'll watch Fallon tonight and see if it makes it, but I want to do a bit about how, like, I'm trying to phrase it so it's not racially, like, 
doesn't doesn't make anyone go. I want to make a joke about how like as a white young girl in the suburbs in St. Louis, Missouri in 2001, like a high schooler or like, no, this was like 1997, a seventh grader hearing Dave Matthews band like Ants Marching. I felt very cool that I learned the first rap I ever learned <laughs> was Candyman tempting the, the thoughts of a sweet tooth tortured by weight loss program. Like every white person was like, I'm I can rap. Like, yeah, once, but I don't know how to phrase it. I mean, in what, the right but way. yeah, I mean, literally, we got Vanilla Ice, and then we had Candyman, and then we had Bare Naked Ladies, and then yeah, but yeah, to China, Chinese chicken. Oh no, that's Tony Hinchcliffe's set from last night. Oh gosh, no. R.I.P. Tony's career. Hopefully, let's get to collection of kids oh these are great We've been, the show's been kid heavy already i mean last night when i said that you were kid it really did hit you it's so funny to come up with an insult that like didn't exist to you a year ago <laughs> and now it's like the worst thing you could say you better not do it every day i, I won't unless uh, i'll jump off a balcony i caught you being kid because i felt my justification of that i'm not going to get into what we were talking about but was like you're acting like wait wh- i didn't do anything what like that kind of like to not acknowledge because yeah but sometimes people just don't want to acknowledge everything and that's good getting ready for some (laughs) when kirsten my best friend from fourth grade goes getting ready for some kit like that she's fucking funny dude oh she's awesome she's coming here in a couple days okay let's let's go through some cuz that um are were sent in by our listeners all right, we have one. Oh, let's listen to a voice message left from Kim um, about a kid. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for your podcast. I love listening um, Monday through Thursdays. Um, I have a real kuh moment and also a, a mispronunciation of a word. Um, wow. So a few years ago, a group called or it's a single person party next door came out with an album and I was driving in a car with a friend who I knew loved party next door. So I wanted to be real cool and suggest listening to one of the new songs. And the song I suggested was Rendezvous, but the song is actually rendezvous. <laughs> oh my god kim coming in with a and a mispronunciation you know i like the mispronunciation and the reveal is the actual no everyone always gives the actual word and then the reveals after i like the kim is a an all-star and she should be on our staff because that is (laughs) i mean that the way she presented it you're right if you do mispronunciations, there's no wrong way to call into the show and leave a voicemail. But like, <laughs> let's give us what you said, and we'll try to figure out the word. Oh yeah, because yeah. Rondesvus is. <laughs> I've been saying Santa Monica the whole time we've been here. Last night you did a show in Santa Monica. I did do a show in Santa Monica. Um, Kim, so funny, and yes, you're right. That is Kuh. You were like, eh, you want to listen to this song that like I, <sighs> I, I just know that you think is a cool new artist, and maybe you'll think I'm cool, and then you you don't. Don't say the name. It's so fucking Kuh funny. is so great when the stakes are higher. Like, I mean, I know that's low stakes, but when you're trying to seem Kuh, the stakes get higher. Well, the thing you keep mispronouncing that is so funny is the girl from uh, The Hills. 
that uh, was married to Jay Cutler. Caval- Cavalier. You keep going, Cavalier. You know that Jeff Dye is still dating Cavalier. And I go, I do. What is I did her not name? know that what Kristen Cavalier kissed Kristen Cavalieri and him are still together. But I did. Cap, being cap, being cavalier, what does that mean? Do you know? It means being a beautiful dog with big ears. <laughs> no, it means being like. Shout know. out to my little brother's two dogs. The, they're cavaliers. Yeah, he has two King Charles. Uh, okay, well, yeah, being a being cavalier means being like fine. Like I think it means being like um, letting it go. Like oh, I'm fine. Like I don't like I'm cavalier about. Um, I mean, I'm not really cavalier carefree. About carefree. Thank you. All right, let's go to Lyra. She wrote no, into no, the no, show. No. There's another voicemail. Unless you don't want to oh. do it. Do we want to do another? Vo- let's do another voicemail yeah, from Rowan. You got a lot to live up to, Rowan. Hi, besties. This is Rowan from Saudi Arabia. I'm a big fan of Nikki Glaser, and I learned about her from watching her Netflix specials. I have a kind of moment that I want to share with you guys. My sister, when she was in second grade, told her classmates that she was a trainer and she was training us, her siblings, in a big gym in our house, which is obviously a big lie. Uh, that's pretty cut, I would say. Uh, at the end of the day, and first and foremost, I love you guys. Bye. End of the day, and first and foremost, Rowan, I love you Dude, so how much. How do we reach country, other Oh my countries. god! Her, her, okay, her sister told people that she was training her siblings in second grade. In, yeah, in second grade. It's it's the, maybe the first kid that second grader ever had <laughs> in a life of many kids. I bet your sister's still a little bit kid, but that is really cute. And I think we all told lies like that. I didn't realize that. Like, yeah, we were all very kid when we were young, and we didn't realize that people could see through us being kid. Like now, as an adult, kids get funnier because. You're, as an adult, you should be self-aware enough that everyone yes. knows you're trying to look cool. But kids are constantly trying to be like... I mean, every high school kid is I cut. jumped this high. And you're like, that's impossible. You're two. So you're cut right now. I'm going to start calling my... <laughs> ne- I'm going to start cutting my nephew in these. It's kind of like a gateway. Like that same... Like she's a trainer in second grade. And by 16, she's revving her engine at a movie theater. Like yeah. we, I could, we could pick them out early. It's, yeah, this is another one where it's a young girl. Okay, so this oh, is wait, uh, yeah. so, this is yeah. from Lyra. Hi, Lyra. She says, Kuh. okay, so I work at a hospital and this uh, Porsche is always parked like an, at an angle, like it's on display. <laughs> oh my God, I hate when people park at angles. One day, the dude that owns the vehicle was on his phone leaning against it, talking on the phone. Kuh! Kuh! She wrote. And then you want to get the next part? Oh, uh, well. I do. I just want to talk about the Porsche at an angle, or the person that parks their car so away from away from other cars, so it doesn't get dinged because it's such a nice car. Get out of here, you fucking dick. Yes. Uh, okay. So next part. Also, my nine-year-old daughter has Heelys, which are sneakers with wheels on the heels. We live in this cute little university town, and we were walking down the street to get brunch at a crepe place. She was scooting along on her wheel sneakers, and to herself. Like she was her own narrator. She says, I don't walk. I ride. Ugh. And in my head, I was like, <laughs> it is so good. I love killing children. <laughs> this is the this is the theme. Children, I mean, that is a funny line for your daughter to say. So your daughter seems delightful. But for her saying that to herself is so cute too. I don't walk. I ride. And, and if anyone that narrates their own life is, is care. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that but killing your kids 
I like really am into this. Just cut your kids out there. And teach your kids cut. Like teach your kids to cut people because it's a way that's to insult people that really... It, it, it's almost the same thing I was realizing that Harris Whittles came up with with humble brag. You know, when people on Twitter would be like, I'm in LA and I have so many meetings, I can't even. Move. And it's just like, we get it, you're in LA doing meetings. Kuh. So, Kuh and humble brag are very close together. I will say that I coined Kuh before humble brag, although humble brag um, is a whole thing in and of itself um, that I love and you still see all the time. That's it for collection of Kuhs. Um, Dude, thank I, you for sending yours in. Let's get into final thought. Andrew, uh, I have yeah. the long. Can I just finish what my day is? Of course. So after this. Is this a humble brag? I mean, <laughs> it's not. I promise you it's not. I do not think I'm cool. I, I really, I, I do care things, but I really don't think I'm that cool, especially after finding out that Leslie Jones is hosting something where Snoop Dogg is uh, the house DJ and my house DJ is Kim Lee from Bling Empire. And and I don't even know her. It could be, she's probably actually amazing. She's probably more famous than Snoop Dogg right no, now. No, she, she's she's legit. I, I was just saying that as a, as a joke. And also, I don't know who. Um, she is. I don't know a lot of the people that are going to be there, but I'm finding out about them. Anyway, today I have, okay, I have a fitting in an hour here. Then I have to get ready for Fallon. And then I have Fallon at two. That'll air tonight, you guys. So if you're listening to this, um, I'm on Fallon tonight or at last night, but it's probably on um, YouTube at this point. So do check that out. And then I finished Fallon at three and are like around then. And then I go to MTV rehearsal space. I go to the Palladium to rehearse for tomorrow's show at 4.30. So I have an hour and a half there. Hang out, maybe play a little guitar. With a little guitar. A little. Me and Emil learned. Um, I've been trying to get Emil to like, because we have two guitars here because I had Carlisle uh, have her boyfriend bring one over. So because I when there's two people that are at this, me and Emil are at like the kind of the same level. He's more into like doing lead stuff. And I just want to like learn how to strum songs. But he can't sing. At least he says he can't. He probably can't. He's too scared to sing. I'm trying to get Emil to like sing, even though I know he can. Um, it's too vulnerable though. Men singing is he probably has like a really high pitched, like beautiful songbird I bet voice. He's, has a gorgeous voice. Um, he's like, I can't sing. I can't sing, and he's just like, I want to rock your body like a Range Rover. I yeah, <laughs> or something like I, that. I but we learned how to sing. Um, we learned how to play. Like a range? Is that a lyric? No, but it got Noah pretty good. Noah's dying. <laughs> Noah's cracking. It probably up. sounds better when in headphones. You know when you sing it, it's just so harder. random. Yeah, I could have like a range rover. It's a pretty good line. I literally thought it was a lyric. That's why I wasn't that impressed. That <laughs> was a real thing. <laughs> I think you were combining. I want to rock your body, day to day. Range Rover. Yeah, that's what's that song? Uh, Dance over. What's that? You know, I drove my car past your house last night. <laughs> I drove. My- <laughs> Wait, what, what? No, that song. Sledgehammer. Oh yes, Range Sledge- Rover. Yes. Uh, what's her name? Olivia Rodrigo, who was influenced by Taylor Swift and became famous in during COVID. Finally met Taylor Swift last night at the Brit Awards, and everyone's oh. like, "Oh my God, they're meeting!" And there were so many pictures of it. Um, then at so I go to rehearsal from four thirty to six. Then we have a COVID test. Then I have a stand up show at seven. Then I have a stand up show at nine. And then I also have one I could go to at ten thirty if I want to run my set again. And then I can go to bed. And then tomorrow morning I wake up and do the awards. It's the I've, fullest day ever. It's a very cool, 
cool day. It's, I mean, it is cool. No, but no, I wanna, no. I'm just. I don't around. think I'm cool. I'm a little bit worried about Fallon. I got to be honest because I don't. Usually going into Fallon, I know. Like when you have a conversation with someone, I'm obviously used to doing podcasts and stuff. But when it just needs to be jam packed with jokes of like, I just don't want it to be a meandering conversation. But the truth is, most celebrities go on Fallon and actors and stuff, and they don't have punchlines, and it's fine. You're going to have Jimmy's a great, great yes. host, great laugher, great, you know, has great enthusiasm, great listener, allows you to do what you do. But, you know, I just on these kind of days where it's like usually Fallon would be all my focus. But now I'm like, oh, I'm working on the MTV. But you know but the jokes I can't do on MTV. I'm going to do on Fallon. So if I'm you were doing if you're doing stand up, I understand. Like if you were having to do stand up on Fallon. The fact that you're talking like Conan, so like Conan, you really talk. Conan, you really practice for. And then about 25 percent of it was off the cuff stuff. That yeah, was right. honestly maybe some of the best stuff there. So you're going to be good. You have a, a plan. I bet you it goes off the rails I'm a little bit. Show the picture of me meeting Dave Matthews. Yeah, you should show of, a picture like, of your Noah. Dave Matthews light. The light switch, the light switch at I home. Mean, is that funny? Yes. You went from the light switch to real life. Yeah, it's like you turned the switch on and you met him. It's it's fucking yes. unbelievable. It's like Back to the Future. Yeah, it was. It's it kind of the the picture is so funny because I say to him, I'm like Jimmy. I this picture, I knew it was going to mean more to me than any photograph I've ever taken in my life. What's a photograph that I could say like it means more to me? Let's like write a joke right now that people will hear. Then uh, it means more to me. The, this photograph meant more to me than um the photograph. What's a of, photograph of like the in Vietnam history? soldiers holding up the flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something along those lines. Is there a name for that? I knew this photo would mean more to me than probably my. I mean, people care about wedding photos. People care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My future husband, our wedding photos, our engagement photos will have nothing on this photo. There's something about like, I knew this photo would be next to my casket someday. No, that doesn't make sense. And Dave will be playing. Say oh goodbye. God. Say goodbye. <laughs> uh, but the picture I tried to look so cute in, and it just looks, my face is just so scrunched up and excited. And it's just, it's it's honestly pretty cute because I'm just like, I couldn't hide my feelings. And pictures are so fake. Like when we smile in pictures, I'm just like, that's not how anyone ever looks. Yeah. You know what? Smile how you do in pictures if you were like sitting next to your mom for a Mother's Day photo, Okay. I've literally never seen you smile like that. You never have ever <laughs> no, smiled. No, I would. Do, like, I, mean, I never, usually go like this. Actually, okay. I see you look like that. Yeah, That's yeah. just when you're a smirk. A smiles smirk. are so fake. Like Mother's Day photos next to your mom are a fake smile. I know, but then I think we go the other best. way where it's like everyone has a quirky face. It's like, can we just? Oh, I'm quirky. Oh God, I'm I hate wild. When people make ugly faces in photos because they're scared that if they actually look ugly, they can. It's it's just such a defense when people are like make like a silly face because Ugh. they're it's they're scared of vulnerability of actually trying to look good and then not looking good, and that's why music is so humiliating when men when p- people sing. Men who sing like I love you, they like moan their emotions out of their mouth. It's so vulnerable and <laughs> so hilarious. But I don't. <laughs> The only thing that I would argue that it's not that vulnerable is because they get such a positive reaction from it. Yeah. So it's like how but much still to take that chance and not know if that positive reaction is coming. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends Oof. how good you are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I could go pretty bad. It takes a lot of confidence and, and probably narcissism and sociopathy. But uh, <laughs> we got to go. Thank you for listening. That's 
Wait, are we done? No, no tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, the day of the awards. Watch Fallon tonight. Uh, check out my tour, NikkiGlazer.com slash tour. Keep leaving us voice memos and send in your cuz. We'll get to them at another time. Thank you, everyone, to that sent in stuff and it listens every day. We love you so much, besties. And K with a K because it's for kids. Yeah. A kid. Yeah. K. K. Your kids. kids. Kill your kids. It sounds like we said kill your kids. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.